Greatest of the greatest, the most intellect, not just an intellect, but someone who is highly disciplined. high morale. This guy, this guy, that aura who pushes some easy exuberance. It might be an asset. They're public speaking. I'm on another level, eh? I'm on another level. I am or it's a higher grade, high level. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Jayma Copper Podcast. Hey, guys, it's been a long break. All of December, all of Jan, I've been, you know, just plotting, planning. But now we are back, like I said, in full effect. If it's your first time listening to the Jayma Copper Podcast, here is your extra immersive. If it's not your first time, oh, yes. here is your extra immersive. You know how we do. Oh, yes. um, I need to give uh, people some personalized extra immersives for everyone who was shouting out the podcast during the break guys i love you all of december i was getting love all of jan i was getting love now we in february the month of love um and i, I just need to give you guys uh extra immersives uh, these are people who shouted out the podcast on all social media platforms and i just want to make sure that you know that i care about you and it means something to me so um uh, Garabo M, Tando Mag, Pumelele Precious, Malinga, um, Aubakwe More, Teping Gidi, Pabi Love, uh, Mosa, Motawun, Kutwano, Batista, Kitumeti, Sha. I don't know. Hey, that's what I saw on your social media. Um, Sibokazi, uh, Gaia, Nomsebenzi, Tuso Mokwena. Hey, Tuso Mokwena, if you watch, listen, if you watch the river. I'm with you right there. I love I love the name. Um but also Pinky 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 in there. Uh, I want to give all of you an extra mercy. Thank you so much for shouting out the oh, podcast. Yes. You guys don't understand. Every time you shout out the podcast or you share something about the podcast, you send a link somewhere to someone, uh, whether it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, or it's a YouTube link, guys, it's making a difference. So many people have told me that, hey, my friend was sharing this and now I, I connected to your podcast. So thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you from the bottom, bottom, bottom of my heart. Um, I want to give a, a really big, I want to give you a really big announcement. Are you guys ready are you guys ready so uh, the podcast is turning one year old in march so to celebrate that we're going to be doing a conference you have it right a conference an instagram conference so from the 15th to the 20th five days we're going to be spending time in god's presence via instagram so predominantly on my instagram page um on my account we'll be going live at seven o'clock every night from the 15th of march put that in your diary 15th of march until the 20th of march 2021 hey i have guest speakers it's not just me who's going to be speaking there'll be guest speakers there'll be praise and worship it is going to be extra immersive and the conference is called overthrow so be on the lookout i'm going to be dropping um some videos and also i'll be dropping some posters about that it's going to be amazing we're celebrating the birthday the jayma copper podcast is turning one and it's going to be fantastic but hey we are going to be in we are starting a um a series called love stories uh and because it's the month of love we're going to be picking up uh different lessons and principles godly principles about our lives that we see in in the bible where we see people were getting you know together you know what i'm saying there was a love there was community there was communication i'm talking about flirtation i'm talking about elevation in the love sector 
Taman, somebody. So um, today we're going to be looking at the love connection, the love story of Isaac and Rebecca. Hey, uh, I am believing this is going to touch your life. Listen, God is going to move right now in this podcast. I want you to make sure that you are zoned in, you're listening, and let's get into it. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for your love and your mercy. I pray may this podcast touch lives. I pray uh, may this remind us of who you are. May it encourage us and challenge us to change and to become more like you and to change our ways so we can receive more from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we love you, God. We all said amen, amen. Look, I want to tell you one thing about God. The Bible tells us that God is a promise keeper. Your God is a promise keeper. But do you know what the problem is? Often the problem is God is the promise keeper, but you can find yourself being the promise loser. Yes, God comes through. When God says he will do something, he does it and he delivers it. But the question is, then what? When the answer has come into your life, then what? When the opportunity has arrived, then what? When the moment that you are tested in order to, to that your faith is strengthened, then what? You see, the promise comes, but often we lose the promise. I want to say that again. God is the promise keeper, but we are sometimes the promise losers. We look at the life of Abraham right now. Abraham received a word from God and God promised that he would receive, he would, he would be a father of many nations and he would give birth to a son. And the son of the promise, the promised son was Isaac. The promised son was Isaac. Now, we see a very interesting thing happen in the book of Genesis chapter 22, where God tests the faithfulness of Abraham and says, Abraham, the very thing that you were promised, come on, the very thing that God promised you, are you willing to lose it in order to be faithful to God? The very thing that you've been hoping and believing for for so many years, are you willing to put that aside in order to be faithful to God? I want to ask you that question. Because you see, that was the basis, that was the foundation of the life of Abraham was faithfulness. Even the thing that he wanted and loved the most, he was willing to put it aside in order that he would be faithful to his God. The story goes forward and and we see that Abraham was willing to literally kill the promise. He was willing to put an end to the promise in order that his eyes remain on God. And I want you to understand that. Don't have your eyes on the promise. Have your eyes on the one who gives the promise. Always make sure your eyes are on God. Now, Abraham was willing to, to put that aside. Was, it willing to put the, was willing to literally put Isaac to death. But in that moment, it was, not just, it was not just that a test was happening in Abraham's life. But what was going on was Abraham's eyes were opened to the fact that he can lose the promise. Just because the promise has come, it doesn't mean it's a permanent thing in your life. Just because God has answered a prayer, just because God has moved, just because there's something wonderful that is taking place in your life right now, it doesn't mean that it is a permanent thing. You will have to make sure you are also guarding the promise in your life. You need to make sure that you are on guard. You are guarding it so that it does not fall away. So we find ourselves in the book of Genesis chapter 24 verse 3 where this is the beginning story of the love story of um, Isaac and Rebekah. Of Isaac and Rebekah. So we're just going to read this Genesis chapter 24 verse 3. It says, um, no, so, so Abraham was in this place where 
he needed to get a wife for his son. So he says this to his servants who's going to help him get a son for Isaac, the promised son. So Abraham says this. Isaac's father says this. I want you to swear to by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living. Look, listen to that. In your faithfulness to God, I want you to know sometimes you're going to find yourself around the wrong people. Sometimes you're going to find yourself around people that you're not supposed to be connecting to your life. I want to say that in a different way. Sometimes your faithfulness, your following God, your chasing of God's face and your seeking of God's face is going to lead you into places you're just supposed to get to, but you're not supposed to connect to. It's going to lead you to people that you are supposed to influence, but you're not supposed to be influenced by. You see, Abraham understood this about the promise that he had received. He didn't want the promise to be connected to the wrong things. Come on. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? And what fellowship is there with light and darkness? You see, often we hear this verse, don't be unequally yoked. And we think about relationships like a guy and a girl. And it's true. You should not be connecting and, and getting into relationships with people who are not believers. If you are a Christian, the people you're supposed to be flirting with and, 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 and connecting with have to be Christians. It only makes sense. Otherwise, there is only going to be tension and it's going to be, it's just unwise. So we often hear, be, don't be unequally yoked when it comes to relationships. But I want to tell you that that also applies to the promises over your life. That also applies to the answered prayers in your life. That also applies to the talents in your life. You see, sometimes what happens is God delivers on his promise. The promise keeper delivers on his promise. And then sometimes you can find yourself wanting to connect your promise to the wrong things connect your promise to getting praise from the world connect your promise to unbelievers when the bible tells you do not be unequally yoked come on can someone say amen with all the distractions around the promise with all the distractions around isaac in that moment Abraham knew he needed to guard his promise. Have you got the revelation that you need to guard your promise? Have you got the revelation that you need to guard what God has given to you? Because the fact is you can lose it. Do you have the... Because I'm sure at this moment, um, Abraham was looking at his son and I'm sure, I'm sure um, Isaac was at the age to be married. And I'm sure Abraham was looking at his son and seeing that, no... Isaac is beginning to like the attention of these Canaanite women. Isaac is beginning to talk to Bodorosina. Isaac is beginning to talk to talk to and to WhatsApp and to DM Bomathale Bomarea. Are you understanding me? He was beginning to enjoy Munati Minati. And 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 he and, and um Abraham knew that he needs to guard his promise. He needs to guard his promised son. So he needed help. And this is the title of the message. The title of the message is Wake Up. You need help. If there is a promise that you are expecting in your life, it means you need help.
If there is something in your life right now that you know that you are looking at it and you see that this is an answered prayer, this is the promise of God in your life, you must understand that you are in a place of a desperate need. Wake up. You need help. If there is a promise in your life, you need help. So in this story, what help looked like was a wife. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He needed a wife. The Bible says, um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, um, when Adam and Eve were, were, were created, the Lord said, this is Genesis 2, verse 18, says, it is not good for man to be alone, but I will make a helper for him. He will make a helper for him. He needed help. And Isaac in this moment needed help. He needed the right woman. He needed a wife that is going to help him in order that the full potential of the promise must take, must take place. A thing that you must also understand is, you know, sometimes you will walk into a situation. God will come forth and he will answer and he will give you opportunities. He'll give you friendships, give you relationships, give you leaders. He will give you people. But just because they have been given to you, it doesn't mean that it will reach its full potential. You see, the promise came into Abraham's life. The promise will come into your life, but you still need to make sure that you are setting up the promise that it is going to be to its fullest potential in your life. So Abraham had to bring the right wife into Isaac's life and you need to bring the right people around your promise. You need help. You need help and you need to bring the right people. You need to connect your promise to the right people. But look, Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, it says that uh, Eve was created as help to Adam. But it's not so much that we, we often read that verse and it's not so much that Eve was the help. You must ask yourself, where did the help come from? It's not so much that, hey, Eve was a helpmeet, was, was the one to help. No, pay attention to what scripture is saying. Scripture is pointing us, not so much to Eve. But scripture is pointing us to God. Where did the help come from? The book of Psalms chapter 121 verse 1 to 2. It says, I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Who made Adam and Eve in that scripture? It was God. Where did the help come from? It came from God. So you must understand, number one, the help you need in order to keep the promise that God has given you is it comes from God. You need to be seeking God in reading his word. You need to be seeking God in prayer. Listen, you need to be seeking God and understanding that you are in a place of desperate need because there is a promise in your life. As much as the revelation came over, um, came over Abraham's life and he realized he could lose the promise, you need that same revelation. I pray that you catch that. That you can lose. You see, sometimes you can be too confident in what God has given you. Sometimes you can be too confident in the fact that he has delivered on his word. Sometimes you can be too confident in the fact that he answered your prayers. But guess what? You can lose everything if you're not careful. So this is why you need help from God and God wants to help you. God wants to be there. God wants to bring the right people around you. God wants to bring the right influence around you. But you also have to play your part. So in the conversation that we just read, um, uh, what, what Abraham says is, he says, listen, I want you to bring a wife, bring a wife for my son. Connect my son to someone from where I come from. Because where Abraham was, he was among the Canaanites. 
but he wasn't from the land that he is at. This is where God has brought him, but he's not from there. So sometimes, even in your life, the help you'll need, you may have to look back. You may have to look back. But let's, let's read this passage really quickly and, and, and get a principle of scripture that, that we are seeing here. Genesis chapter 24, verse 5 to 8, it says, Then the servant said to him, because Abraham just said, Get someone from where I come from, from my old land, from, from where I used to live. Get a wife from there for my son. And the, and the servant said to him, um, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take my, your son back to the land that you come from, Abraham? But Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And then Abraham says this, but if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you are free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. You see, I want you to understand one thing, guys. I want to show a difference between what we are seeing in this conversation. There's a difference between dwelling in the past and drawing from the past. You see, sometimes you need to draw from your past. Sometimes there are good things in your past that you must draw from, but you mustn't dwell in your past. You see, the easy thing for you to do is to go back to your old ways. The easy thing to do is to go back to the low standard you used to live your life on. The easy thing for you to do is to go back you see, because that's going to make things more familiar for you. But God is not calling you to dwell in the past. Even if it's your mistakes, don't dwell in the past. God is calling you to draw from the past. Come on. Abraham was telling the servant, I want you to draw from the past. I want you to get help from the past, to, 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 to look at the lessons from behind you, to, to look at the things behind you, but to bring it into today. Bring it into the challenge of today. Bring it into the land of today. Come on, can someone say amen? And Abraham said, if there's something that is in the past that does not want to come into the season I'm in right now, then disconnect from it. I want to say this word to somebody right now. You may be trying to co stay connected to things in your past, but there are some things in your past that don't connect. And you know it. You know there are some things and some people, some ideas, some ways you used to do things that it does not connect with what's happening right now, with what God is opening before you right now, with where you're at right now. And if it doesn't connect, you need to let it go. Abraham said, if the wife is not willing to come, you've got to let her go. What do you need to let go of that is not connecting with your, cur your current season? What, is, what do you need to let go that's not connecting with your current season? Hey, guys, come on. I, I, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. Now, you need help. Now, I, wanna, I want us to touch on three things because what happened next is the Abraham, uh, Abraham servant heard from Abraham and said, okay, fine, let me go and find this help. Let me go and find this woman. So he finds Rebecca. So now this, the, the, the servant goes and he prays. He says, God, I'm going to go to the land where Abraham has sent me. I'm going to go there. And I have this mission to find help for the promise. Come on. As a servant, I need to find help. For Isaac, because Isaac is getting a bit distracted by the world. Isaac is getting a bit attracted by the wrong people. Are you in that place? You are being a bit attracted to the wrong things. And the things that God has given you, you are wanting to connect them. Come on. 
You need help. You need help. And the, and the servant was like, God, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to a well. And there's women who sometimes come to this well. And God, I'm going to ask you that connect me to a woman with character. You see, he says, God, the woman who is, who I'm going to ask for water. And this woman, I'm going to ask that she will not just give me water, but she'll give my camels water. And that will be a sign that this is the right woman. I want you to pick up something about that. The right person to connect the promise to. It was not about the outside appearance. Sometimes the thing that's going to help you the most is not going to look like it can help you. Sometimes the thing that's going to make you grow the most is going to look like it's doing nothing in your life. It's not about how it looks, but it is about the substance within. Come on, can someone say amen? But let's get into this. I'm getting a bit too excited. There's three points, three ways to help the promise. There are, I should say, three characteristics of people you need to surround yourself with, of people you need to connect yourself with that are going to help you keep the promise that God will give you or, ha- or that he has already given you. So the book of Genesis chapter 24 verse 16, when the servant comes, what does he see about Rebekah? It says this, verse 16, Genesis chapter 24 verse 16 says, the woman was very beautiful. It says she was a virgin. No man has slept, had slept with her. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up again. Number one, I want you to know, this is going to be a bit, let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it. Listen to me. Point number one, please take notes. If it's on your phone or wherever. Number one, the people who you will connect your promise to, those people, when you're looking for them, they are past matters. They are past matters. Look, something we, we mix up sometimes as believers is we say, you know what, your past doesn't matter. And that is about somebody's connection with God. When it comes to the connection with God, your past does not matter. No matter what mistakes you've made, no matter what has happened, your past, it does not matter at all. God loves you the way you are. Come as you are. Though, we're moving to another place now. We're talking about the promise over God's life. We're talking about the purpose of your life. We're talking about the calling over your life. The people that you will connect yourself to, their past does matter. The Bible points out that she was a virgin. What is the Bible saying? It's speaking about Rebecca's past. The past matters. Now, this is not so much being judgmental. But this is in two ways. If someone has been doing mangal moose, kore their mangal, ne? Sometimes wisdom is the past is sometimes a picture of the future. The past is sometimes it is showing you the way someone thinks and the way somebody lives. So you have to take somebody's past into consideration before you say you want to connect your life to them. You have to do research. You have to ask about what is the fruit they are showing. You have to do that, guys. Listen to me. Don't just come and say, hey, it doesn't matter. No, that is God. That is God. 
But for you, you have to take somebody's past into consideration. Their past matters. When it comes to connecting your life and connecting your, your, your promise, the promise that God has given you to someone else. Number two, the people around you. Number one, their past matters. Make sure that they are past. Also, when I say the past, I'm saying that they are the lives that they have been living. You know, if someone has been doing well, if someone has been faithful, if someone has been living a big life unto God and that person is in your life, make sure you're connecting to that person. Make sure you're connecting to that person. Number two, Genesis chapter 24, verse 19 to 20, looking at Rebecca, looking at the help, looking at the, the, the character that she carried. We see this. It says, after she had given him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels too. So the servant said, can I have something to drink? That's all he asked. That's all he asked. But what does Rebecca do? She says, she gives him something to drink and then she gives water to her camels. So it says, I'll draw water to your camels too until they have had enough. So she quickly emptied her jar into the throw and ran to the well and draw more water and drew enough for his camels. Look, the people that you need to be connecting yourself with need to be people who do more than expected. Look, please guys, pay attention to the people you're connecting your life to. People who do more than expected. It means people who do extra. People who do extra. Those are marks of people you need to be connecting your life to in order to help you connect and protect the promise over your life. But number three, um, number three is you need people. Sorry, I actually skipped point number two. Point number three is people who do more than expected. Hey, the podcast. Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? But um, the next point, number one is their past matters. Number two, actually, is they have a heart and hands to serve. So Genesis chapter 24, verse 17 to 18, it says, the, um, the servant hurried to meet her and said, please give me water to drink. And it says, drink, she said, Rebecca said, drink my Lord. And she lowered her jar to her hands. And it gave him a drink. You see, she said, yes, my Lord. She, was, she said, yes, I'm willing to serve you. But it moved from the mouth to the hands. Never be impressed by somebody who says they want to serve God. Don't just be impressed by someone who says, I want to give my life over to God. You have to make sure that you are seeing it be transferred into their hands. Look at their hands. So these three things. The past matters. They must have a heart and hands to serve others. But also number three, it is they do more than expected. But look, as I'm coming to a close right now, I want to say, look, it's not just a matter of people around you. That you, It's not just a matter of, hey, you are going to need help. But I want you to know that there are people that you need to help. There are people that God is going to bring into your life and you need to be their help. So it's not so much about you saying, hey, I need people to have these certain characteristics. It's not so much about you saying, hey, people around me need to, uh, to uh, their past matters. Uh, hey, I, I need people who have a heart and hands to serve. Hey, I, I need people who do more than expected. I want to challenge you right now as I'm coming to the end of the service that this needs to be you. This needs to be you. This needs to be your character your past matters so what does that mean it does not mean that you are now condemned by things that have happened in the past but it means the story that you are beginning to write now it matters because people are going to look at your past 
People are going to look at your past and let people see that yes, you made mistakes, but what must they see also? That you switched it up and you began to walk right. You began to be faithful to your God. You began to be productive. Number two, people must see that you have a heart, not just a heart, but you have hands to serve. You're not just somebody who speaks a lot, but you're somebody who who does a lot. But also number three, about you, when when God is going to bring people who need help, you need to do more than than that is expected. Do more than what is expected. Come on, guys. Don't, even in church, when you have a job to do, do more than that. Do more than that. Why? It's not about the person who asked you to do something. It's because it's about God. Rebecca was asked to just give a man something to drink. But what did she do? She also gave the animals until they had had enough. Then what do we see in the love story? We see that Isaac... Isaac knew that he needed also help. And this is another thing. Isaac knew he was open to help. Are you open to help? Isaac was open to help from his family. Isaac was also open to help from the servants of God. Are you open to help? Because Isaac, as soon as he saw Rebecca, he said, because, you know, my father approves and because the servant of God approves, I approve as well. I want to tell you, you know, know, sometimes you must be honest with yourself. And sometimes you have a bad choice. Sometimes you don't know how to choose. You choose wrong. And God will bring people around you. This is why it's important to surround yourself with the right people. And sometimes God will bring people around you to help you how to choose right. Now, at the end, um, amen, amen, that's the end of the sermon. I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to pray that God, and let us all pray together, that God help us to make sure that the story behind us, our past, that it's a good story. Give us our hands and hearts to serve and help us to do more than than what is expected. Let us pray. Father, we come before you. I pray for everyone who's listening right now. I pray in the name of Jesus. May they understand that they need help. They need help. They're in desperate need of help if there is a promise over their life. And there is promises that you've said in your word. And Father, just because there are promises doesn't mean that they are going to happen. We have to do our part. So in the name of Jesus, I pray, my God, may we understand that our past matters. So Father, what, how we live our life, it does matter. I pray, my God, may we live our lives right. So when people look at our past, may they see we may have made mistakes, but we changed and we are following you. Father, I pray, may we not just have a heart to serve. May we have hands to serve. May we not just be people who speak words, but may we actually be getting our hands dirty and serving people around us. I pray also, my God, may we do more than what is expected. In the name of Jesus, we all said, Amen, 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 Amen. So one thing that's really interesting I wanted to do during this month is I'm going to be giving you some extra immersive um, relationship advices. No, but, but really more along the lines of when you're looking for someone who you want to make as a significant other, we can still get biblical principles for that so in the same message number one i want you to know the person's past must matter to you again i say we have this thing where your past doesn't matter when it comes to god but when it comes to someone who you want to bring close into your life as a significant other it is very important that you look into their past okay number two is that um their past must be either a story of just goodness or a story of a transformation into a consistent goodness that you're seeing now. Again, I want to say the past matters, guys. If you're looking for someone, our guy or a girl, gents, 
look into her past ladies look into his past number two look for someone who has a heart and hands to serve not just people who say they want to be good or you know there's a lot of people say i want to do i want to make a difference look for someone who's actually serving people outside of just them you know outside of just their friends or outside of just family look for someone who's serving beyond that why because if they are serving other people before they even meet you it means that when it's time for them to serve you it will be an easy muscle it means the muscle of service is strong in them so when they need to help you when they need to be there for you they will be able make sure not just someone who has words but someone who is showing it in their hands and number three is um you must know that you must look for someone who uh, does more than what is expected don't don't look for people who just do the bare minimum whether it's in their work or, or in their life or at church literally all they do is minimum don't do that because when they come into your life that person is going to do minimum as well um I, just one more thing don't be uh, like excited by the fact that someone treats you differently to other people right um eventually how they treat other people is going to find its way to you so those are the four things some wisdom about finding someone who is significant but that's the jay mokopa podcast thank you so much for tuning in if it's apple podcast spotify youtube instagram live wherever you're tuning in on this thank you for tuning in i also want to remind you again there's going to be the podcast conference on instagram on the 15th from the 15th to the 20th it's a week in god's presence 7 p.m every night please be there it's free for you guys so um it's just a way to bless you guys so that's the jamie podcast please share this we are back share this with all your loved ones and even the haters take care Thank you so much for listening to the JMO Copper podcast. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and also share it with all your loved ones and even the haters. <laughs> okay, take care guys. <laughs>